the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. This will be our last show prior to what... uh, it comes cliche, but this one is so, the most existential election in American history, probably more so than even the election of 1860. And there are very serious issues that nationally, whether we're going to have a country anymore, we're going to have borders anymore, whether we're going to be governed by a man who has sold out the country to the, commun- the Chinese Communist Party. And in California, are we going to have a huge property tax increase on business and drive business and jobs out of the state and a whole myriad of other issues? And uh, my name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, joined by my co-host, Don Dix, uh, radio host extraordinaire. And help us unpack all of this. We are pleased to have back to the show one of our favorite guests, and we say that to everybody, by the way, uh, Susan Shelley. And she is a vice president with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, as well as a columnist with the SoCal News Group and on their editorial board. And we can't think of anybody better, to, particularly for the California races, but also nationally, to help us figure out what the heck is going on. Welcome, Susan. Well, thank you, Greg. It's great to be with you. All right. Well, I know you're most, the issues that you're most concerned with in Howard Jarvis are the two tax increases on the ballot, which is our Propositions 15 and 19. And yeah. I, know, I know you're particularly, um, I won't use your actual word off the air, uh, but shall we say peeved by how, you, <laughs> how, how, how the uh, Howard Jarvis Taxpayer Association name is being misused with Proposition 19. Yes, it is being misrepresented in mailers and radio ads to voters that the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association supports this massive tax increase. Proposition 19 is a billion-dollar tax increase on California families, and it's being backed by the California Association of Realtors, and they are sending out mailers using the name of a former employee and saying, former Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association Legislative Director David Wolf supports Proposition 19. So the former is very small, and Howard Jarvis is very big and very loud and at the front, and it's giving people the impression that HJTA supports this horrible measure, which it does not, because Proposition 19 raises taxes on transfers of property between parents and children. Under the, under the state constitution, you are protected from reassessment when you transfer property from parents to children. It's not considered a change of ownership for the purposes of the Prop 13 reassessment when, when something is sold. It's not the same when it's transferred within a family. So when something is transferred between parents to children, this applies to a home of any value and also to a, up to a million dollars of assessed value of other properties. So that could be a small business. That could be a small apartment building that somebody bought years ago for income in retirement. That could be any kind of, of, a, of a business property or vacation cabin or anything other than the primary residence. Up to a million dollars of assessed value of the other property can be transferred from parents to children without reassessment. And Proposition 19 repeals that protection, repeals it right out of the state constitution. Does anybody even know that? Watching these commercials with the Chippendales firefighters and all these people that they've got out there saying that this is a wonderful tax break, it's a terrible measure. And Howard Jarvis opposes it because it's a tax increase. And these commercials and these mailers are using the Howard Jarvis name from this former employee to give the misimpression 
Ben Howard Jarvis supports this tax increase. No, no I'm on ho- 19. I- I am holding in my never nicotine stains hands the aforementioned mailer that says at the top, trusted Republicans support yes on Prop 19. So another person that's come out in support of a yes vote on 19 is the former chair of the California Republican Party, Jim Brolty. Another person that's kind of surprising to me that's also come out on as a as a supporter of this is Assembly Republican leader Marie Waldron, who is the 70 is the assembly member for the 75th uh, assembly district. And then on the front, as you mentioned, David Wolf, former legislative director of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, is saying that Prop 19 provides substantial tax savings for seniors over 55, wildfire victims, and homeowners with permanent disabilities. Under current law, these homeowners face unfair restrictions and significant tax increases when they move. Prop 19 allows transferring their home's low property, Prop 13 property tax, based to another home anywhere in California, saving thousands of dollars in property taxes per year. Let's unpack that a little bit. So right at the top, he's saying it provides substantial tax savings to seniors over 55. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is seniors over 55 already have substantial tax protection. You already have the right to move to another house and to take your old tax base with you so that the new house doesn't have higher taxes. There are a couple of restrictions on this because it's it's intended for downsizing. It's not intended for house flipping. It's intended for downsizing. So if someone is in a house and they'd like to move somewhere else, they can take their tax basis with them one time to another house as long as it's not more expensive than the house they just sold. And they can do this in their own county or in one of the counties that chooses to accept the transfers. Now, any of the counties can accept the transfers, but some of them don't want to because they don't feel that they can sustain that cut in tax revenue if the new homes are taxed like old homes. So you have the right now. What Proposition 19 would do is lift those restrictions so people could move three times. I don't know how many people over the age of 55 want to move three times, but you could move three times. And you could move to a home of any value anywhere in the state of California. That part's okay. That's a great tax break if you qualify for it. But it's paid for by a giant tax increase on property that's transferred from parents to children, which currently is excluded from reassessment, so the tax bill stays the same. And what this measure would do is repeal that protection And when property is transferred from parents to children, it would be reassessed to market value as of the date of transfer, and the kids would owe 1% of that new market value every year as a condition of keeping that property. Now, Now, what's wrong with that? Let's continue to read on this. Just like an estate tax. I'm sorry, go ahead. Let's continue to read on this mailer because, according to David Wolf, who's being quoted here, Prop 19 also protects the constitutional right of parents and grandparents to pass their family home onto their children and grandchildren without a tax penalty. This so, is the most deceptive thing of all because okay, so, you already, so, have, so unpack you that already have this right. You already have this right under current law. Prop 19 takes it away and then replaces it with a very narrow exclusion. Only for a principal residence, not for any of the other properties, like a business property or a vacation home or whatever, only for the principal residence, and only if the person to whom it's transferred moves into it within one year and makes it their personal residence, their primary residence. So if someone lives in another state, they have kids in school someplace else, they have a job somewhere else, and they can't move into the house immediately, the house will be reassessed to market value. And the small family business, reassessed to market value regardless because you can't move into a business. So reassessed to market value. So an immigrant family that's put two generations of work into building a business and owns that property will see that property reassessed to market value when the children take over. That's a huge tax increase from current law. What this really shows is the importance of the role of the citizen and your duties in that role is you really you need to look behind this and understand that politicians and special interests trying to get stuff are going right. to lie 
They're going to deceive. They're going to omit. They're going to distort. And you have to sort through as a citizen if you want good government, if you want to preserve your tax breaks under Proposition 13 specifically, is you need to sort through their lies and BS and distortions to reach an informed conclusion and not just perfunctory, oh, here's a nice looking ad, here's a nice looking couple on TV talking about this. And the other lesson of this, you see these Republicans, supposed Republicans supporting this, is illustrates what George Washington said. Few men have the virtue to withstand the highest bidder. And we see this on the macro level with the Biden crime family that is all the been increasingly well documented. I know that we have very limited time with you, Susan, today. You have another, you have other commitments with the upcoming election. Let's turn to the other big proposition that you're concerned with. And that's Proposition 15. And that's yes. good. And if that passes, that's going to be a much, much, much bigger tax increase. Well, Proposition 15 is horrible. That is a direct attack on Proposition 13. And what it does is it repeals part of Proposition 13, the part that applies to business properties. It's always been the case in California, going back to the 1800s, that property was taxed, same rules, same rates, regardless of how it was used. This, for the first time in California history, would change that. And if property was used for a commercial or industrial purpose, it would be reassessed to market value, and then the taxes would be 1% of that market value every year, and this is a huge tax increase for businesses. And it does not exempt small businesses. Small businesses that rent their space would wind up paying those higher property taxes because their leases require it. A lot of commercial leases are what's called triple net, which means the tenant pays the insurance, the maintenance, and the property taxes. Almost all so commercial rent- leases. Okay, so almost all small businesses, because it's about 80% that rent their space, they would be paying these higher property taxes. They haven't had a very good year so far. Closed down under these COVID restrictions and not surviving in many cases. And now we're going to raise their property taxes? Really? And we're going to re- raise taxes on all the businesses in California? Well, it's going to raise prices. It's going to cost jobs. It's going to hurt revenue to the state treasury when all these businesses close or leave California. It's going to be an economic disaster for this state. And one of the most pernicious things is if you were to increase sales tax, at least it's based on sales. If right. you were to increase income tax... It's at least based on income, but the, but raising the property taxes is just based on property value, and, and property value can go up based on the property market having nothing to do with what your business is doing, and right. so you may have a much bigger proper, a tax bill without any more money or income to pay for it. Exactly. It's not based on ability to pay or whether you have the cash flow to cover those costs. You have to pay that every year, or they will sell your property out from under you. So hmm. it's very it's very burdensome, and even a big company like Google can can leave California. You know, I'm sure they don't want to leave California, but they could. They've just built a billion dollar campus in New York. They could turn the lights out and go, but of course the lights turn themselves out, so that's even easier. They could leave, and then they take all their high salaries with them, and then those income taxes are not paid to the state of California, and the budget of the state of California is hurt. So this is just a terrible idea. And if it doesn't raise enough money, guess what's next? Oh, sure. Oh, home values. That's that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. The duplicitousness of the advertising materials on this, which largely come from the teachers union with a facade that they call schools and communities first, says we're protecting your right to, uh, you know, to keep Prop 13 uh, for your homeowners. We're protecting that. We're going after the big, bad businesses. Now, in during this shutdown, Disney is an example. Bob Iger used to sit on Newsom's. Uh, panel for the economic recovery, he has resigned his position because Newsom continues to keep these theme parks shut down. What's going to happen to Disney's business property if it gets reset? I got to believe that there's some kind of a benefit they're currently enjoying for Disney's property. What's that going to impact? Well, obviously, you're going to have much higher admission fees to get into Disneyland if you raise the property, if you raise the cost of doing business. 
the businesses have to get that from someplace. So it comes either in a form of layoffs where they cut their labor costs and they go more, more mechanized and fewer smiling people. You could have that. Or you could have higher prices. Or you could have some other type of reduction in service from a business. But mostly what you're going to see is that the consumers will have to pay it. Mostly it's going to be passed along in one way or another to the consumers. And, you know, in California, we already have the highest poverty rate in the nation when the cost of living is taken into account. That's from the Census Bureau. We have the highest poverty rate in the nation, and this raises the cost of living further. Supermarkets, car dealerships, everybody that sells anything, the higher property taxes are going to be passed through. Even little small kiosks in the mall that, that sell jewelry before the holidays will see a rent increase from higher property taxes. And, and it, all the prices will go up. And again, Susan, I know you're, you, you're up against your, your, your witching hour here, your hard break here, is you wrote a book after 2016, How Trump Won. Do you think you're going to write the sequel in 2021? I do. I do. I think he's going to win again. Whether I write the book or not, he's going to win again. I cannot see how these rallies and these enormous crowds and these, even in California, rallies in Beverly Hills with Trump flags. I saw some on the 405 freeway yesterday. Big, big Trump flags from vehicles on the 405 freeway. This, something, something's happening on the ground here. It reminds me of 1994 when no one saw that the Republicans were about to take over Congress, but they did because the voters were enraged. And I mm. think you can feel these things before you can see it. And, and I think Trump is going to win, and I don't think it's going to be close. Well, from your, your lips to God's ears, mm-hmm. that's what we need in order to make sure we have a peaceful maintenance of power because we already know that they're planning on uh, all kinds of action, live action in Washington, D.C. and in centers around the country. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for being here and for all of your work to make sure that California citizens are properly educated on these uh, very, very difficult to understand propositions. Well, you can go to hjta.org for Howard Jarvis's recommendations, and you can go to susanshelley.com for my recommendations, which are pretty much the same. And, and everybody should be sure to vote and bring your friends and neighbors with you. Be sure to vote on or before November 3rd. Absolutely. Thanks. Unless you're a Democrat, then you, can, you, can, you have 17 days to send in your, uh, your, your ballot. That's right. The last day to mail in your ballot is November 17th if you're a Democrat. Actually, it is. No, you well, can't mail it in after should, December. We should be clear that's a joke. That's a joke. Be yes. clear that's a joke. <laughs> for the sake of all of our careers. God bless you, Susan. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. And now a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite, i.e. Radio, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate and any needs, both residential and commercial. Back up to this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of our private citizens. You know, it's funny, Greg, I ask folks all the time now when I am doing uh, either asked to be on a Zoom call as a uh, guest speaker or uh, even some in-person meetings that we are having and those that we had before. In-person meeting? I'm I'm telling Gavin the first on you. 
Well, please do. Please let him know because you know what? I, I really don't I really don't care. In fact, um well, there's a couple things I probably shouldn't say over the air, but um I'm a I'm a little bit of a rebel when it comes to these lockdown orders. But one of the things I ask people is what is the most important political office in the entire country? And too often people will say, Oh, I don't city count everything from city. I mean, you imagine the range of answers, city council to president to, you know, Supreme court justice, because that's been in the news. Congratulations to uh, Amy Coney Barrett, our brand new Supreme court justice that a Donald Trump presidency has delivered the third most powerful uh, Supreme Court justice in the last three years, setting a hit, I mean, setting, making history. But I always ask, what is the most important political office? And folks, unfortunately, especially the younger folks, just don't understand the way that our country was founded in order to put the citizen, elevate the citizen to be the sovereign. And the elected official is really the person that's supposed to be representing the sovereign and the sovereign's interests and desires. That's all been turned upside down. And the only reason I bring that up is because, you know, in doing these talks, one of the things I try to make it clear is that it's up to us to maintain the republic. It's up to the citizen to maintain the republic. And it and when it comes to these propositions, as we were just discussing with Susan Shelley, it's up to us to be responsible and decipher what these propositions are and then to use our political influence to make sure that we get that message out to those that might not be getting that message directly from people like Susan, from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, from people that show up at meetings like yours with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots or online with the Town Hall Central platform that we've developed over the last three or four months. There are too many people that aren't getting that message. And so here's my cheat, by the way for the propositions. Let's save this for the very, very end of the same. Actually, let's save this for after the break so that we can uh, have a little bit of a cliffhanger. But I've got a very easy way to share with folks what, uh, if they're voting a conservative uh, worldview, how to vote for these 12 propositions. But what, which other proposition sticks out in your mind, Greg, is one that's critically important to get right. Proposition 16. And Why? this has come. What this one does is it repeals Proposition 209 passed. I think it was 1996 or thereabouts. Yep. And what Proposition 209 says is the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin. And they want to repeal that because they want to grant preferences. And uh, for and discriminated against people on those bases. This is put on the le- the ballot by the Democrats in the in the state legislature, and this is totally contrary to everything this country stands for. That all that all men are created equal, um, echoed by Lincoln at his Gettysburg Address, all the way up to Martin Luther King that one has his dream that his children will not be judged on the co- the color of their skin. Uh, on the content of their character, and they want they want to have a, a society, a Balkanized society, where people are think first and foremost of what is their Democrat Party assigned identity group. That just is not going to work in a multiracial, multiethnic company country. So, and I'm somewhat gratified. I haven't seen any data recently, but as of I don't know a week or so ago. Um, this this was this proposition was well behind, and there's not much, there's 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 very little money um, trying to trying to fight Proposition 16. But still, even in California, even in far left, deep blue California, that was it was last I saw it was losing by a substantial percentage, and I think that them I'm gratified to see that because you because know, people every once in a while they have a way of deciphering and cutting through the political bs and lies and seeing what's really going on 
Yeah, you know, this uh, this particular proposition doesn't have a whole lot of money behind it because it was put on by a legislative vote. But there's two ways you can put these things up as propositions. One, by getting signatures, and the other, the legislation legislature decides to put it on the ballot. This is how that one was put on. So this is really telling you the personality of the legislature in this um current environment and why we need to break this super oop this uber super majority we're up against the clock right now for our break but when we return i will share the cheat that will enable you to uh give the the way to vote a conservative uh worldview on the propositions it's so simple and uh, we'll share that after the break coming up on unite ie radio show Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And as of Saturday here, we are four days away from the uh, most existential election in American history. We'll determine whether we get to keep a country, whether we have law and order, whether we have borders, and so many more things. We're going to pack the Supreme Court and transition more towards socialism and a one-party state. Uh, we also have races here in California. We were talking to Susan Shelley in our first half hour about, uh, in particular, two propositions 15 and 19 that are going to be big tax increases on California consumers and businesses if they're passed, and Proposition 16, which will legalize state-sanctioned racial discrimination if it's passed. And Don, before we left at the break, had a said he had a cheat for people to know how to vote on all of these various propositions. Yeah, it's real simple. Well, it's the year 2020 right now. And Greg, when will the next election, what year will the next election occur in? Well, these days you never know. Any, you know it's scheduled for 2022. But these days, you know, things are changing. <laughs> you know, who knows? You're right. The next election is scheduled for 2022. So a very easy way to remember how to vote on these propositions. Vote yes on 2022. That would be propositions 20 and 22. Vote no on all the rest. I have said I've uh, shared that with a lot of people who are like, wow, that is an easy way to remember because they get, you know, it's like all these numbers. You got proposition 14, 15, all the way up to 25. And what do you do with all that? Well, you just remember, yes, on 2022, that would be 20 is the Keep California Safe Act. That's the one that fixes partially props 47, 57 and AB 109 which uh, were criminal justice reforms. Suppose I use air quotes. You can't see me doing that, but right now I've got my fingers up. Air quotes uh, fixes these reforms, quote-unquote, 
that has allowed people to go in and, you know, on a very low level, uh, pilfer up to steel, shoplift up to t- up to mm-hmm. 950 bucks worth of merchandise. Uh, the only cr- the only penalty for that is a uh, if they do get caught, if they do get turned in, if the police do show up for this is a misdemeanor. And those misdemeanors can pile up ad infinitum. So that it fixes that, among other things, reclassifying felonies that were downgraded from violent felonies to felonies back up to violent felonies. And then 22, which is the partial fix again for AB5, but the biggest portion of AB5, which is going after the uh, rideshare industry, uh, 22 uh, moves them out of AB5 and gives them back their independent contractor status. If that happens, then the entire house of cards of AB5 will fall because the biggest portion of that, of course, is the rideshare industry. So, yes on 2022, no on everything else. How's that, Nick? That's that's certainly very simple and clear. And I'm going to come back to 2022. I'm going to come back to Proposition 22 in just a minute here. Uh you mentioned what part of the aspect of Proposition 20, and I've been interesting. I've been seeing uh, internet ads uh, the, against Proposition 20 uh, under the theme of "Stop the Prison Spending Scam." Uh, it's apparently it's obvious that, and this these uh, laws passed in California, the George Soros DAs uh, around the country, that the Democrat Party favors criminals over law-abiding citizens. And I'm going to read some of the. Uh, Offenses that under existing California law, uh, pushed by the Democrats and trying to be defended by the Democrat Party, that are now eligible for early release. Human trafficking of a child. Rape by intoxication. Rape of an unconscious person. Assault with caustic chemicals. Felony assault with a deadly weapon. Felony domestic domestic violence. Solicitation to commit murder. Felony elder or dependent adult abuse. A felony where a deadly weapon is used. And there's a long list of those, but that's just a sampling of of some of the offenses that are now eligible for early release in California that Proposition 20 would correct to make those dangerous criminals not eligible for early release here in California. And this is when they say stop the, uh, the ads say stop the prison spending scam. What they mean is they want criminals who committed those offenses and many others that I didn't have time to read here back on your streets. But of course, they will, those felons, those criminals won't be anywhere near the neighborhoods and homes of the ruling class that are behind these pro-criminal laws. And if I could just brief, I mean, it's very briefly on Proposition 22, AB, uh, AB5, which did this, uh, abolished these independent contractor status and has harmed countless Californians and hurt their ability to, to earn a living. I'm ambivalent about this one. I'm not even sure which way I'm going to vote because what it was, it was a special carve out by the ride sharing industry of AB5 just for them. And I, where I would differ with you, Don, is if Proposition 22 passes and the ride-sharing business is protected, any impetus to reform the rest of and get, get rid of the rest of AB5 will, will go away. So it won't fall. It'll just remain intact in for everyone else who can't afford, like the ride-sharing companies, to put their own initiative on the ballot. I would have, they should have, instead of taking a selfish us only approach to it. The ride sharing company should have put on a proposition that repealed AB five in its entirety. Yeah, I don't disagree with what they should have done, but isn't there a clause in the Constitution that says we're entitled to equal protection? Yes, but the, the equal protection wouldn't apply towards this t- this type of classification is that we're going to say these people are independent contractors, these people aren't. That's not a protected class that the courts would give a strict scrutiny to. They would basically say this is what the legislature has done, there's no protected class and let it go with that. So there would not be a equal protection challenge to 
the law based on uh, based based on that because there already were there already were a whole myriad of exceptions and the legislature just sold a bunch more to various groups in this last sure. session. I just think that it would make it even more of a of a you, yes there were carve outs but oh, you know I've I've been told by attorneys that they're sharpening their pencils to go after this based on the equal protection clause so well, more power um, to them I'm skeptical that that would that, that would work. But I think that when you when all of a sudden you have a law that so narrowly attacks, uh, you know, these individuals that the legislature, I think, comes back and scraps AB five and starts all over again, because this is a union deal. Let's not forget, this is all about getting these jobs positioned so that they can go after them for unionization. Um, independent contractors, very difficult to unionize, um, employees easier to unionize. So this is all about getting unions to, uh, uh, giving unions a payback, if you will. And I think that, uh, Lorena Gonzalez is going to go after this, uh, proposition, uh, the results of this proposition in a way that she may be forced to scrap AB5 and then start over again. So we'll see. But I, I think it's a good it's a it's an important start for gutting AB five. Well, let me ask you this: If you vote no on Prop twenty two, how does that help to rectify the situation? If Proposition twenty, and I'm not sure which I'm going to vote. I may not vote. I may not vote um, either way. The Redlands Two Party Patriots did not take a position on. Proposition 22 for this very reason. We explained this is just a special interest carve out only for the ride sharing industry. And and we took no position. I think if it it fails, then the the ride sharing companies and some more companies that deliver various products are have a strong interest and they have the money to come back and have at it again rather than leaving the California market altogether. So I think that actually would be greater impetus to get rid of AB5 in its entirety if Proposition 22 fails rather than if it passes. I want to talk about uh, the, the very interesting session with the Redland School Board on the, back on the subject of race and as well as what the indoctrination that's going on in the government-run schools. Well, so we have a, enough time to talk about that. Let's take our break here and hear from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizens. And private citizens filled the school board chambers uh, one night this week. I think it was Wednesday night, Greg? It, yes, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was Tuesday night. Tuesday and, night. Um, it was actually, Tuesday it, night. Because of this coronavirus, we actually, it, you didn't fill the school board room because it was you had about, I don't know, 10 seats, 12 seats, so widely spaced out through uh, where the normally where the audience would sit, uh, there were more, and they would shuffle people in as you sp- as people spoke, then and then they left. They would let somebody else in, but actually, it <laughs> because of coronavirus, it was not packed. But okay, so so I say filled in the coronavirus era uh, way of describing it. There is moving through uh, cities, counties, and schools right now an effort to get a resolution passed. Uh, That resolution, uh, described as the one that passed in Riverside County, and I'm anxious to hear how it was described in the Redland School Board, was on August 1st, 1st, I'm sorry, August 4th, the Riverside Board of Supervisors, by a unanimous vote, passed a resolution that is entitled Racism and Inequity is a Public Health Crisis. Now, San Bernardino County was one of the first 
uh, political subdivisions uh, that I'm aware of in the United States that passed such a thing. And since then, it has moved through 80 plus political subdivisions, city councils, counties and school boards to pass a resolution declaring that racism is a public health crisis. Um, we're dealing with that in Riverside County, and now Redland School Board is is advancing such a resolution. So tell us a little bit about that resolution and what happened on Tuesday night, Greg. It had the, uh, the same recitation that racism is a public health crisis with no evidence to uh, to support that. And also, they acknowledge and admit that there is systemic racism in the Redlands Unified School District. Now, why, if that was so, it's, ta- it's taken until October of 2020 for them to suddenly realize that there are, their system and their employees, how, there are racists embedded in there, and they've been operating all these years and decades. And well, well, well surprise, surprise, surprise. We have race. We have all these racists working for us. Who knew? And with it, this is being pushed by a far left group as well as a far left candidate for the school board. He said, uh, right, until this election, they were elected at large, and this will be the first election where they're ele- being elected by districts. So, this current member Alex Vara, and he's running against one of the one of the good members on there, Christina Paracci. Uh, now they're now in the same district, and he's a far left Bernie bro. And he's mobilized a bunch of the students and former students to to a group, uh, kind of the local chapter of Black Lives Matter. Called they call themselves Next Gen United, and they've been pushing this. They've been coming to the board meetings for weeks, for a number of months here, pushing this and pushing this and pushing this. And the board members are just they're 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 rolling over. They're acknowledging. They're basically when they know it's not true. They know their system is not permeated by a bunch of racists. They know that there's not systemic racism in their organization, and they can't cite any. I remember the only example they cited was one of the other speakers. She you know back when. She was in second grade, supposedly. She said that uh, somebody called her the N-word, which is certainly not good. But that's, but, but that, but that's you know, so, somebody calls you a name in second grade, and you're now an adult, and you're still traumatized because somebody in second grade called you a, a, a bad name? Seriously. Whatever happened to sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Right. Okay. <laughs> So then it goes on well, because we have the systemic racism. We have to this all this all has to be rooted out, and we need things like um, uh, social justice and racial equity. We need to dismantle these systems. Uh, in original draft, the resolutions quoted communist Angela Davis at the start. And after some objections to that, they replaced it with a quote from Martin Luther King: I, "My my dream is to have my children." Not judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. But of course, in the whole rest of the resolution is about judging people and assessing people and treating people based on the color of their skin. And you might look at, uh, in the, in the, I looked at the test scores for Redlands Unified School District. And over all of their students, only 57% are, meet the standards for English. And only 44% meet the standards for math. And Redlands is one of the better school districts. It, it, it has the parent base of, of well-educated people. They're going to try to instill that same education level with their children. But even there, only 44% meet standards in math. And those standards are probably pretty well dumbed down and watered down by this stage. So you think this is an effort to f- take the focus off of the failing California schools and put the focus on, oh, some other problem that they need to solve before they get back to making sure that they do what the core purpose of a school district is to do is to make sure that people are competent when they graduate school in the English language. Of course, now we're hearing the English language itself is a racist language, and I'm I'm anxious to hear how they're going to fix that. But uh, bottom line, English and oh, yeah, right. I've heard math is racist as well. Oh, it is. Uh, yes. Because if you can't pass math, it must be because it's a racist. Uh, I don't know, somehow that there's systemic racism in math. Um, but English and math, very important that kids graduate school with a competency in this. And with those numbers, Greg, it seems like the school district is failing at its core purpose. Oh, it is. And I'm not so much. 
I'm not sure they're thinking so much in terms of, well, we want to cover that, cover our failings up with this, but rather this is clearly and blatantly intended as to further anti-American leftist indoctrination and to divide people based on their identity group characteristics. Uh, And use these kind of terms like racism. I mean, normally we would think racism would be something like judging or treating people based on the color of their skin, which I probably 99% of Americans would agree is morally wrong and is practically wrong. It's just just a, a wildly inaccurate way of assessing people. But we know, well, things have been racist. Donald Trump, his supporters, I'm looking at a, uh, a, a handout that was used in a, actually in a U.S. Army anti-racism training. And other things that are, are, are part of white supremacy are colorblindness, tax structure, make America great again, denying white privilege, inequitable health care, in other words, we need socialized medicine, anti-immigration policies, enforcing immigration laws, English-only initiatives, celebrating Columbus Day, claiming reverse discrimination. So if you oppose Proposition 16, that's racist as well. There's only one human race, and so on. So it has this very broad definition. And one of the things is some of these young um, indoctrinated skulls of mush that spoke there, uh, was, some of them let the mask slip a little bit. And mm-hmm. it became a, that this that what they're doing is they're unleashing a revolutionary guard of to root out quote racism unquote. And they talked to someone uh, and I wasn't quite totally clear from the comments, but it appeared that a teacher had had referred to off in on, on social media uh, coronavirus as the Chinese virus. As you know, the Spanish virus, there was the Hong Kong flu, you know, naming naming diseases from where they came from, and this was racism, and this person needed to be gotten rid of. This person needed to be fired. So that's what they're that's what they're unleashing on their on their on their system by, by this. San Diego, and I brought this up, and then I didn't have time to fully develop it. But San Diego just passed the school district passed a. You know, we're going to combat, we're going to eliminate racism in our district. Like, what racism? So one of the things they looked at was that 7% of whites receive F's failing grades, but 23% of Native Americans, 20% of, 23% of Hispanics, and 20% of black students. So obviously, that's racism. So what do we do? I mean, do, we, do we want to try to help the students that aren't doing as well do better? No, of course not. Is we're going to is we're, the grades will no longer be based on your homework, your quizzes, or your test results. It'll be based on what you call mastery of the subject. So you don't have to turn in your homework, you don't have to take tests, you don't have to study. And these it was unclear exactly how this is going to be done, but it does say that what they the policy they adopted is the grades quote shall not be influenced by behavior or factors that directly measure the student's knowledge and skills in the content area, unquote. That's what, so, that when it, so it's not just, well, we want to eliminate racism, and who doesn't want to eliminate racism? So it's, in, in, in one sense, it's hard for a politician, whether a, a, on the Board of Supervisors of Riverside County or San Bernardino County or a school board member to vote against these resolutions because, well, you, if you vote against it, then obviously you must be a racist, and you must be in favor of racism. And, but unfortunately, only one of them uh, in Redlands, Christina Paracci, had the courage to stand up to this and go and vote no and, 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 and oppose this. And in part because she grew up in communist Romania. So she mm. understands what's going on. She sees through what, their, what the real agenda is here because of where she came from and how she and how she grew up, where some of these rest of these people either don't see it or they're too afraid. They lack the spine to stand up for what's right and say, no, we're not systemically racist. We oppose racism. If there are examples of that, then we certainly want to deal with them appropriately. But we're not going to condemn our whole system, all of our employees and students to this. And with these vague kind of terms of social justice and racial equity, what is racial equity? Is, is racial equity giving a grade based on how you do, on your performance? 
even if so that we, results in a statistical dis- disparity? Or is racial equity giving everyone the same pr- whites, blacks, Asians, Hispanics, and so on, every group, the same percentage of grades, A's, B's, C's, D's, and so on? We need, we need to be clear about where this comes from, what the roots of all of this are. Uh, there's a slogan coined by communist student and activist Rudy Deschke around 1967 to describe his strategy for establishing the conditions for revolution. That term is called the long march through the institutions. The main influence on his thinking is thought to be the work of Italian communist Antonio Gramsci. Gramsci. Now, he posited that the Marxist revolutions failed because, especially in the West, in Western civilization, we have the ability, the upward mobility of lower classes to move up into uh, higher classes, economic mobility. And that's one of the reasons why classical Marxist revolutions fail in Western civilization. What he reasoned was we need to shift this to a struggle between race. So that's exactly where this ultimately comes from. This is a Marxist effort to defeat the United States of America. And that's one of the reasons why this effort to use this resolution and these platforms have to be defeated, because ultimately this is all about instituting Marxism into the United States of America to turn this country and the what these countries in the Western Hemisphere into Marxist, socialist, communist countries. Absolutely. Stand up for America and your fellow Americans and American principles that everyone is created equal. That is all the time we have this week on Unite IE Radio. Tune in next week when we may have a, a better idea whether America is going to survive or not after the election. Get out and vote. Get your neighbors to vote. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1016658, Arizona, NMLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity. AM 590, the answer.